0: Okay, who remembers how many Pesukim are in Parsha's Truma? 96. 96 Pesukim. Very good. Okay, wow. Take from me a Truma. How do you translate the name of the Parsha, friends? Truma means? Rashi says, Hafrasha. Hafrasha. Make a separation. What does that mean? Rashi says, Yafrishu li mimamonam nidava. Take some of your money. And give it as a as a free will contribution to Hashem. Okay? Let's just read the Psukkim. So Hashem says to Moshe, tell B'nai Yisrael to take a Truma. Take a Truma. Maza, take a Truma. Give a Truma, no? What are we doing? We're collecting donations. Okay, interesting. Take a Truma. Take a Truma. He's talking to B'nai Dabriel Bne Israel, but Yikhluli Truma. Me ish Isha Shirnu Libo. Take from every person, Libo. anyone who's feeling generous, take my truma, take my contribution. Interesting. All right, let's see. Perish Rashi says our Rebbe, he quotes Rashi, Rashi says, Li right, take a truma for me, means lishmi, for my sake. Like lishma. Do it it for the right reason. What does that mean? Give a donation, Lishma? Don't do it so you can get your name on the wall. They'll put up a plaque that says this building was donated by so-and-so. Does that make it more Lishma? What's Lishma? I mean, I'm giving the money because I support this institution, or in this case, I support the Mishkan. Okay, Li Lishmi, interesting. Truma, Rashi says, as we mentioned, hafrasha, a separation, Yafri Shuli Mimamonam Nidava take from your money and separate it as a Nidava, as a free will contribution right? to the Mishkan, to Hashem okay what is this talking about on a deeper level again, our Rabbi always reminds us the more of Hashem, as she always says, we have to learn all of Torah as being what? as being relevant to the moment in which we find ourselves so what does this mean for us? <laughs> Okay, right? Don't don't just follow the crowd give lishma. do it for me. Okay, could be. Let's see. He's actually going to read a, a chesedish into the Rashi. Okay, let's see what he. Yeah. It well, it's it's saying you should give, and it's also saying me show ish asher devenu libo. Each person should give asher yedvenul libo if he feels generous, or to what de, whatever degree he feels generous. You're encouraged to give. Rashi says, if a person has a good will and he wants to donate, again, he could give gold, you could also give something less valuable. Okay, but anyone who anyone whose heart is moved should give. Okay. So let's see. So he says, I want to tell you a Pashib shot, khsiidish pasheb shot based on Rashi. That is Dihine teach teaches two fundamentals for spiritual success. When a person wants to truly, truly, right, truly truly, 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 come to authentic service of Hashem, to connect Hashem and the Shechina and all of His behaviors, to connect I've had conversations with a number of people. Some who are in the room, some who are not in the room. I would say over the course of this week about this very yisod. Who do I hang out with? How much time do I allot to my chavra? What if it's my old chavra and I don't feel that they're my best chavra? But I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to be holier than thou. But I also want to surround myself by good people. Precious means tafrosa, separation. Yeah. So, on the one hand, if I want to really be close to Hashem, I have to put time into Hashem. You know, when a guy comes to me and says, I want to start dating, I just don't have time, so then don't start dating. What do you mean? If you can't, you don't have time for the person you're dating, so then you're not ready to start dating. All right, so, a person who wants to date Hashem and wants to have a close relationship with Hashem, you need to be prepared to, to give up certain things. Yeah, but the cheddar is going out, and I, and I was thinking about learning Night later, but, you know, I'm getting pressure from my friends to go hang out. Okay. So I have to sometimes make that hard choice and say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna separate myself from the trend, from the crowd, to try to attach myself to Hashem. <laughs> I don't want to hang out, he says, to not attach oneself to people who are not hagun. Hagun means proper. I don't want to hang out with improper people. <laughs> Obviously, I want to attach myself, connect myself to righteous people. Some of the time. But a lot of my avodas Hashem really takes place in a very private, it's a very private thing. Vayichu li truma. It's very powerful words. The Mishkan is built by a person separating and dedicating himself to Hashem, and sometimes it's a, it's a lonely struggle. There's an element of, of, of loneliness. It's part of the, the discovery of self that has to take place. It's impossible for me to be entirely me when I'm still with others. To truly get to know myself, I have to separate. And he says, and even the tzaddike hador, who one visits at times, to be inspired by their holy avoda, to learn from their righteous ways. But even that, even that's not the main thing. The main thing, Chavra, is to be a Jew who goes into his own inner world and he thinks deeply about his purpose in the world, what he wants to accomplish in the world romus is Bar shemo, and he stops paying attention to everyone else, and he starts noticing Hashem, the grander the greatness of Hashem. He stops being impressed by so many other things, but he starts being more in awe and more mindful of Hashem. He wants to feel Hashem and he wants to think about Hashem, he wants to live with Hashem. So he withdraws, to he separates himself to be lead, to be absolutely dedicated to Hashem. V'zehu Drega achas. And this is level one. Now when I say level one, it's not that level two is going to be like a furthering of this idea. This is one important, one of the two important aspects that our Rebbe wants to find in our Pasuk in order to what? In order to, to build our own inner Mishkan. Yeah, that's the goal. We want to build our own inner world. I want to be a sanctuary for Hashem. I want Hashem to dwell within me. So number one, I have to leave space and time and focus on Hashem. But there's a second thing, which is again, up shot of what's happening in these psukkim. What are people doing in these psukkim? What are they doing? They're, they're, they're giving away their possessions, they're giving up their money. One of the biggest of what is of all. In our time, when we don't have the etzahara for a regular votizara, tzaddikim say, much of it has been replaced by taivas mamon, by being obsessed, obsessively concerned with money, where a person loves to acquire more and more and more money. And it never satisfies. It never satisfies. That's what the Passover says Oiv Kasef, person who loves money, lo yizba kesef, will never be satisfied by money. You're never going to have enough. You will never have enough. Because it's not really about the money; it's really about what it's about the status, it's about the kavod. So, if you think it's about and, and you're, if you think you're going to get the feeling that you're looking for from the money, it's never, it's never going to, it's never going to work. And that's why sometimes people have an exorbitant sum of money; they become incredibly depressed, and they live very broken lives. It's a big nice sound Ashirus is a big nice sound Learning how to live a meaningful life when a person doesn't have to worry about paying paying one's bills is a big is a big nice sound. But rather, a person has to acquire the mida of his stapkus, of being what? To be satisfied with less. I'm happy with what I have. Asher, who's truly wealthy. I like what I have. So, therefore, if I want to build a mishkan, if I want to create a space for God, that's what this parsha is about. I have to be the type of person who's willing to what? Who's willing to not only withdraw from the crowd in terms of my thinking, but I also have to just, I have to be happy with what I have. Uh, But there's someone else who has more. There's someone else whose house is nicer. Someone else whose car is fancier. There's someone else who's able to, you know, to enjoy the things of this world without worrying about running up his credit card bills because he's got plenty of money in the bank. Okay. But that person is caught up in the world and he's missing out on, on making a space for Hashem. So he probably needs to work. So you're saying it's not about chasing the pleasures of this world, but he's he's incredibly concerned with his responsibilities towards his family. So that's obviously much more elevated than the person who's just you know who's just trying to keep up with his neighbors to you know build a bigger house, right? But even there, that person has to also has to work on his bitachon. The sign of bitachon in the Chovas Halavas it says the sign of bitachon is yishuv hadas. So meaning if I'm anxious at the lack of bitachon. If I'm if I'm nervous about my money, that means I'm 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 falling into the world of Machsheves Haman, what the Megillah calls Machsheves Haman. Haman was always anxious. It says that Haman had his his you know, had his money always right before his eyes. In other words, he was always he was always checking the account, he was always he was too controlling. It's a lack of bitachon. That doesn't mean you shouldn't put in your effort, God forbid. And a person has to take responsibility to earn a living and to be able to pay his bills and it has to make sense. So Avi, you're 100% right that a person can and should take that responsibility very seriously. But if I've lost my menucha sanefesh, that means I've, uh, I've lost my awareness that Hashem runs the world and I can only do my part. Right? The sign, that's a very important rule in the Chobos HaLavavos. That if a person has menuchas sanefesh, that's a sign of a Baal bitachon. If I have If I have peace of mind, ah, but work is really stressful, okay. Okay, I have to do my part. It's true. But but if I can stay calm, that means I'm confident that Hashem still runs the world and it's gonna be the way Hashem wants it to be. And I can and then I can still respectfully and responsibly do my part. Okay? But it's a good question. Because if a person becomes obsessed with money, Azai Loya Yaho Klaala Bodashem B He's going to become it's again it's a type of obsession that, that takes over a person's brain. You wake up thinking about money, you go to sleep thinking about money, to the point that a person's not not able to serve Hashem honestly. So these two things, again, attaching myself from the right people, or more importantly, detaching myself from whatever it is that's you know, vying for my attention to to, to put time to have to be able to think about Hashem and to be able to be happy with what I have and to not always need more I always need more to just be able to say you know what, Baruch Hashem, I have you know I got, the, I, got, I got my daily portion of man I have food for the day, Baruch Hashem unless you have to live literally day to day that's a, that's a of tzaddikim but to, but to be a person who's able to okay, I'm not, I'm not so busy however, everyone in this room is going to be dead in a hundred years so the clock's ticking less less but I don't want to curse anyone so we're all going to be dead in a hundred years okay so when you when you live with that truth okay so it doesn't uh, but the chemistry test is still important it is right it is important and, and figuring out what you're going to do you know for your summer internship is important but more important is trying to figure out how to be a Jew because that's why I came to this world and the clock's ticking so we have to realize time, time, is, time is, is passing us by and at a certain point we have to own our choices so now let's read this all just, let's read it straight into the Rashi so this is the, this is the explanation of the Rashi that we cited above on the Pasuk when we want to take Hashem or we want to be taken by Hashem when we want to have an exclusive relationship with Hashem like Rashi says when we want the relationship to be what? to be focused and to be real for my sake and I want to do 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 uh, do the Judaism thing for the right reasons you know. when I want to be that embodiment of Hashem in this world that maintains its attachment even though I, I feel like in, in time and in space and in Madrigos, I feel very far from Hashem but I but when I want to live a life of connectivity, when I want to be attached to Hashem, when I want to be with Hashem in a real way, so the first step is what? Next word? Truma. The first step is Truma. What does Rashi say? What's a Truma? Truma hafrasha me ish. I need to be prepared to separate myself, I need to make time for God. I have to separate from, from, from public opinion All right. I have to separate from public opinion we spoke about how the month of other is a fish we know in, in the parsha of uh, Baaloscha there's, there's that bracketed section it looks like it's almost bracketed All right. the Gemara says that the, the Chumash could really be divided into seven books Horatius is one book, Shamos is a second book, Vayikra is a third book, but Midbar is three books, because there's before Vayib and Saran, then there's that little section of Vahib and Saran, and then there's afterwards, and then Devarim is, uh, is the seventh book. So, Vayib is almost divided into three books, and in the Torah, let me get exactly how this works, does it actually appear in the Torah, is it actually in the Torah? It's actually written in the Torah, it's certainly in your Chumash, right? there are backwards nuns, what I'm talking about, the backwards nuns by by and Saran. However, what's a nun? What's a nun? And the Gemara talks about the Nun ehhayam. What's a noon? A nun's a fish. However, what's the what's the secret of the backwards the backwards nuns? In that parsh over there by heben bin So Aaron? So Rabbi Lam. Rabbi Lam. Rabbi Doctor Norman Lam. <clears throat> one of the reasons one of the reasons that we're here today. Sitting here learning in Wyoming. Incredible builder of, uh, of this Torah institution. So Ray Lam wrote, <coughs> or he shared many years ago in Idrasha, he said the idea of the backwards nun, it's not just the letter nun, it's the idea of a backwards fish. What's a backwards fish? Being a Jew means being a backwards fish. Being a Jew means swimming upstream. Being a Jew means that when public opinion says like this, we have to have the courage to say not like that. The Kotsker Rabbi said, what was the big Chiddush of Kabbalah Satorah? The who is who was a backwards fish, no? Katskarebi always saw things like with a different lens. Right? The whole world, you have to be a backwards fish. Gemara says in Psachim Dafnun, someone passed away, and <coughs> they revived him. and They said, "What did you see in the Olam Emet?" What did he see? He said, "Olam Hafacharisi. I saw an upside down world. The world's backwards. The world's inverted. Right? We have to. We have to swim upstream. This world is the opposite of, of the world of truth. This is the Alma D'Shikra. That's the that's the world of Emet." That's why even as our eye processes an image, you know that the image is, is flipped upside down. Right? Because our whole vision, our whole perspective, it has to be, we have to be backwards. We have to see things backwards. So the knew, knew how to challenge the way people thought. He always saw things a different way. So the said, What was the Kiddush of Har Sinai? Right, we camped out at the mountain. So Show me the picture. Tell me what what is the, you know, imagine the photographer at Arsenai takes a picture, and you know, they put it on a, on a little, little picture, they hand it out to everyone. What does it look like? What do you see? What's the picture? So kiisha Khad Balevachad. You see the Jewish people all standing at Arsenai, right? Everyone looking up. right? Everyone's no one's looking at their cell phone, no one's distracted. Everyone's locked in. Ki isha khad totally locked in. The Kutzke Rebbe said the postcard from Arsenai, the picture on the postcard from Arsenai, is not everyone looking at the mountain. He says that was less of a chiddush. If Hashem there and Hashem is revealed, I know Hashem will look. Of course, everyone's looking, right? Like he told us the other day. What choice do you have? when Hashem is talking to you. You're going to look away. Katskarebi said, "No, no. The real—if the, the, you want to get a good picture of Har Sinai, you got to take the picture from the other side." In other words, what? The real chiddush of Har Sinai was that every Jew turned their back on the world. It wasn't what we were facing; it was what we turned our back on. That no Jew was was still looking over their shoulder, saying, "You know." Okay, the Torah is good, but like, come on, there's a lot of other good stuff in the street also, you know. A lot of good stuff out there. Good times to be had. The postcard from Arsinii was not, the Chiddush was not what they were looking at, it's what they were, that the whole Jewish people had the courage to what? To turn away. truma. That's the, that's the part. That's called being a backwards fish. That's swimming upstream. And by the way, that's the sign of being alive. <clears throat> when you cling to Hashem, Chayim kuochem hayom. I'll tell you, there's an interesting halacha in day. If you have a bird, <clears throat> a kosher bird, yeah, a kosher bird, let's say is is uh, flying in the sky, and all of a sudden the bird is, you know, I don't know, you shoot it down with an arrow. Now that's not how you shach the bird. You don't shach the bird by shooting it with an arrow. Let's say a bird gets injured, yeah, another bird attacks it in the sky and it's it's wounded. And it falls down, right? The bird comes crashing down and it lands in a body of water, a flowing body of water. Now, it's a kosher bird. You want to take the bird and shecht it and eat it. How do you know if the bird is, is still fit to be shechted? Or maybe it's been mortally wounded to the point that if you shechted, it wouldn't be considered a, a kosher shechita. How do I know if this bird is still alive? So you know what it says? Shechonarach says that if it still has enough strength, if it has enough life in it, to be able to swim against the current, the length of its body, then it's a sign that it's alive. So there's a Tzadik who once said, what do you see? The definition, the halachic definition of life is the ability to what? To swim upstream. That's the halachic definition of life. If you're a Jew just gets swept downstream, so then you're not alive. When I cling to Hashem, that's called being alive. So step number one, if I want to be truly Lee, if I want to really be clinging to Hashem, then truma. I have to be Pyrish. I have to be prepared to say to certain opportunities in the world, this is not for me. I can't take this job. It's going to compromise my values. The work, this workplace environment doesn't work for me. Ah, uh, but it's better pay than than working for that chassidish company in Mansi. Okay. So, am I prepared to separate in order to to make a make a choice to put myself in a better environment? To separate from from all people, really. To be able to think independently. To be in a state of deep inner reflection. That's what the words literally mean: truma, separate. Me'ez kol Again, the pashapshat of the pasuk is separate, give a donation. Right? Separate a contribution from every person. But he's reading the words, Hashem says to Moshe, if you want to be for me, v'yichuli, then truma may is kalish. The first step is separate from others. Think for yourself. Have the courage to figure out what, what Hashem wants from your existence in this world. But again, of course, the other part of the shot of the Pasach is what? Be prepared to what? To, to, to pay for it. To be able to give up money for it. What did Rashi say? Rashi said, truma means hafrasha. Li nidava. To separate their money as a free will contribution. mimamon mimamon To separate yourself from money, to not be chasing after money. Again, you need to pursue a livelihood, but don't be don't be a person who's chasing. Leave a little room in your heart to donate your heart to Hashem. And if you do that, if you prioritize Hashem, then Hashem says you'll be Lishmi, you'll be truly mine. Lee, truly mine. What's the last word? Lee. If you don't say li, there's no Kedushin. It doesn't matter what else, what else you do. That's what Katz Rabbi also said. Judah Meshal Shlita quotes it in this book. You could say <laughs> If you don't say the word Li, In Li is the word that means I'm serious about this. Right? It's me and you. It's exclusive. It's serious. We have a serious relationship. I want to align the world my world down below, my confusing world down below, and your olam ha'emes up there, I want to what? I want to dedicate myself to, to trying to line up the pieces. But if I'm busy chasing this world, then I don't have time to line up the worlds. I can't be miyachid, kuchu bichu Hashem and His people below. Here's a classic mistake. And I bless you that you don't make this mistake. People make this mistake. Sometimes a person thinks... When a person thinks, okay, I get it, I get it. I don't, of course, my life is not about money, but I just need like these next bunch of years. I'm gonna like work like crazy, and then I'm gonna retire, and then I'll I'll dedicate myself to to learning and to Chesed and to communal work. I just I'm gonna work like a dog for the next, you know five years, maybe ten years, at most fifteen years. Five, maybe twenty years, maximum twenty years. Definitely not more than twenty-five years. All right, you see what's happening? The person the person says, I just need, I need the money right now. But I just, I just need it right now. But then I'm telling you, after I make my first million or, or two or, or ten, I'm going to buy a place in Yerushalayim, and I'm going to sit, and I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to learn, and I'm going to support Torah institutions and chesed organizations, and then, right, the person says, like, I just don't have time to be so firm right now. I can't be so focused on you, Hashem, right now, but, like, I'll keep your number, you keep my number, and we'll be in touch. I'll give you a call in, like, 10, 15 years. So what does Rashi say? Rashi very wisely says, "Al will Rashi, va'amar, nidava." A Yikuli Truma, hafrasha, separate. Ya rashi says mimamonam Nidava," Like we mentioned a few times already. Separate from your money a nidava. A nidava, a free will contribution. What's the difference between a Neder and a nidava? Nidava A nidava is something that a person chooses to donate. You do not have to donate it. Right? So if you're choosing to donate it, I mean you, you're serious about it. You want to do it. Sometimes a person owes money, right? And okay, he knows he owes it, but there's like a payment plan. So we'll work it out. I'll pay it over time. Nidava, you didn't have to pay. So if you want to pay, you probably want to pay right now. If you're <laughs> signing up to do this thing, you're probably signing up to do it now. Right? Again, if it's you know, make sure by the end of the year you pay your dues to the shul. Okay, so you'll, you'll figure out how you want to pay. Maybe pay it now. Maybe pay it later. Paid installments, right? But if you choose nadava, if you choose out of the goodness of your heart, I show you dvenu libo to dedicate to donate. That means you're, you're choosing now. That's that's halachically. That's fundamentally the difference between what we call a nedar and a adava. Shenadava, when a person brings an adava, Omer haray zo. When a person brings a nedar, he says haray alai. What's the difference? An nadava is where I take a particular object and I say, this object, this sheep is dedicated to Bezimiklash. A nedar, the obligation is not on the object, but it's on the person. Hare, a lie. So what's the difference? The difference is what happens if the sheep dies. So if I made an edava, well, I only dedicated this particular sheep. If I made a neder, I said I'm going to give a sheep. If this sheep dies, the responsibility is still a lie. The responsibility still remains upon me. But what that essentially means is that nedava I have the object; it's here. Nedder means I I, I owe a, all sheep. I owe a partic I, I owe a, a sheep, not a particular sheep. Nedava means what? Harezo umafresh miad says the Morvishemish. Harezo, this object I separated immediately. I'm prepared to donate it now. Nedder omer haray alai, she mekabelo atzmo la Nedir may also start with a particular sheep. It could, but it's also a general a general promise. I made a commitment at some point to deliver. Nidava means this thing, this thing that I'm holding in my hand, this object right here, this is for the basal Right? That's a nidava. So when Rashi says truma me ish, I show you libo, tiklas trumasi, ya free shulimamon nidava, it means that what? Don't don't say Hashem. Because what Invariably happens is a person says, I'll, "I'll get back to Hashem," and they don't get back to Hashem. I'll get back to it at some later point. I was into it when I was in Israel for the year. Now I have to really put all my efforts into Olam Haza and then I'll get back to it. It's very hard. It just doesn't happen for most people. Maybe for Yechidim, but you either lose the just like you just you can't you can't like you know you can't take a break from being connected to Hashem, the source of life, and then expect to come back and, and feel it. No relationship in the world works like that. No, that does, that's not how it works. Can right? okay, I say to my wife, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, let's not talk for the next couple of years, because, but I'm just going to make a lot of money for the family. What kind of relationship is that? It's ridiculous, you can't do that. So Hashem says the same thing, like, Yichuli, if we're really married, if we're really married, then I need you to put time into me. And I need you to know that more important than the money that you're bringing home is the relationship that we're developing. Some of these are very fundamental fundamental truths to, to relationships with, with Hashem first and foremost, but really to, to just living a purposeful life. Mamash, a fundamental Yisod. Okay? All right, let's do one more piece. Do one more piece. Let's turn to Va'asu Aron Atseshitim.. This piece gets a little bit Kabbalistic. But the, the main yisod is still the main yisod. And I want to I at least learn the main yisod. Okay, you see it? It's a few pieces after. Va'asu aron. Va'asu aron atsei shittim. You should make an aron out of shittim. Out of shittim wood. Chayenu translates as, as pine wood. Okay? You should make an aron out of shittim wood. A'masayim v'chaytzi arko. Two and a half amos is its length, one and a half amos is its width, komaso, one and a half amos is its height. Vasisa you should make a silver, uh, a golden, I'm sorry, cover, A also two and a half amos the length, right? Makes sense that the cover should be the same size as the box. That makes sense. The am of also an ama and a half its width, again, same size as the box, Just to cover the box properly. And of course, on top of the Aaron, interestingly enough, are these two Kruvim. Very mysterious. My son asked me this morning while he was eating his Cheerios and banana, what's with the Kruvim? I said, I don't know. I don't know what's with the Kruvim. But, all right, one Kruv on one end, one Kruv on the other end. Says the Medrash, and This takes us right back to yesterday's Ramban. Isa bamedrash davar acher. The Medrish says an additional interpretation. Vi asu aron in the plural. They shall make an aron with name ma Why by all of the vessels in the base of mikdash? does say in the singular, you shall make in the singular. And here by the aron it says vi asu Aaron asu in the plural. No. What's the answer? I'm Bar Shalom. It's in the plural because everyone needs to be involved in the Aaron. So that everyone should have a relationship with the Holy Torah. And as the Ramban told us yesterday, there's three ways to get involved. You can give your money. Right? You could be involved by holding B'tzal's hammer. Right? Or you can be involved by what? Positive by positive thoughts by creating good vibes, good good mindfulness, good positive energy. Okay? Okay, so everyone should be involved in the Aaron, as opposed to Vasisa. That itself is a beautiful insight. Okay, Let's go a little bit deeper regarding the letters of the Torah. But again, fundamentally, we'll learn an important attitude when it comes to Torah. Something that many people, again, get psyched out by. by just overwhelmed by the amount of Torah that there is in the world why should I learn Daf Lamad Gimel it doesn't help me to know Daf Lamad and Daf Lamad okay that's one way to look at it or I could just be where I am and take it one word at a time one, one line at a time you know Kol to Mark yesterday for sitting with a dictionary during Seder I'm looking up the word Shum that's pretty that's good how are you going to do it if you don't get off if you don't get off your Tuchas and pick up the Gemara Subas to try to figure out what the context is so how are you going to figure it out okay so you have to work Ah, but there's, there's always going to be another line that I don't understand. Okay. Take it one word at a time. Take it one word at a time. Rabbi Shlomo Freifeld, when he was helping someone to believe in his ability to be successful in learning, Rabbi Shlomo Freifeld told a guy, your Siyam is one Dafa Gemara. And what he did is he had a page of Gemara, he got it leather-bound, looked like, you know, like a one-page Masechta, and he said, this is your, your Masechta, make a Siyam on it. And he, and he says, "Ah, oh, that's a Siyam. One page of go out. Yeah, for you. Yeah, for you, that, that's a Siyam. For some people, it's 176 da'af of Bilbasah. For some people, it's a, one, a one-page mesachta. You know? One word at a time. <speaking in Hebrew> However, every one of us has a letter in the Torah. Or a chelek, or a piece of a letter, of the letters of the Torah a portion of a letter everyone has a a point where he's attached in the Torah somewhere where he finds himself in the Torah where, he's, where he's, his soul is drawn from ikar Eisek HaTorah and what is the point of learning Torah when I read this piece I was like why don't I think about this enough any person who wants to be an aspiring Ben Torah should feel and does feel but we're going to try to lessen the should we do feel a certain anxiety when you walk into the base Medrash there's a lot to learn and there's a lot of people there who know a lot more than me and that's intimidating, and like, when am I going to finish us, if ever? But then there's a part of you that I ask, hold on a second, is that the goal? Who says that's the goal? Torah. Why am I learning Torah? Does it really matter what if I get to everything? Or is the goal that whatever point of contact I, I find myself, you know, connected to, I'm connecting to Hashem. Ah, but there's, there's another Mishnah that I don't know. There's another Gemara I don't know. There's another Sefer I never heard of. There's another Tzadik who I've never met. Okay. The Iker HaTorah Sheyilmod Laman Yichud He keeps using this phrase. That's why people sometimes before they perform a mitzvah they say L'Shem for Yichud For the goal, for the sake of the unification of Hashem and His Shechina. I've told you many times, when you think Shechina, think Klal so. For the express goal of connecting God and His people, or make it smaller, Hashem and me. I am the Shechina. I am a ray of light from the Sun in this world. Hashem is the Sun kivyachal and I am a ray of His light. So when I study Torah, I want to connect. I want to tap in. Does it really matter from tapping in in Gitin Daflam and Gimel, or Ksubis Sadites? If you are lucky, you'll tap into both places. Yesterday we tapped in in both places. Okay, great and a person according to his ability without any anxiety that I'm not Rav Shechter and I'm not the Vilna and I'm not Rabbi Kiva Eger and I'm not the Baal Shem Tov, and I'm not the L'Bauch Rebbe and I'm not Rav Kuk and I'm not all the different Sadiqim for all the different generations each in their own unique way of, of being brilliant in Torah and, and in their in their actions but each person Look at the words. In accordance with my ability to do what I can, I start to gather. I start to collect. I collect a letter here and a letter there. A pasuk here, a pasuk there. A rashi here, a rashi there. And even though, by the way, no one can ever finish it, as I told you yesterday, the measurements of the Aaron, as opposed to many of the other kalim, are all broken measurements. Two and a half amos by one and a half amos by one and a half amos. Why are all the measurements half amos? Why is everything broken? The answer is because you're never going to have the full thing. You will never have the full thing. When we say, this, "Oh, this person knows kol Torah kula," yes and no. Yes, in the sense that they finish Shas, they finish Shulchan they finish Olam Tanach, they finish, they finish, they finish the, the main corpus of Torah. They've read through. Right, we make a siyum on kol Torah kula every year on our Pesach. What does that mean, kol Torah kula? Okay, there is sort of, you know, we could kind of define which books make up the primary, again, body of, of, of Jewish literature. But there's always more. There's always more ideas. There's always more depth. right? No one's ever going to be able to learn the entirety of the Torah. The arun will always be broken measurements. There'll always be another part. So I could be very anxious about that. I could be depressed by that. I could be overwhelmed by that. Or I could just say, maybe that's Hashem's way of saying the goal is not finishing anything. Maybe that's not the tachlis. Maybe the goal is having a relationship. Nonetheless, if we have the right attitude, like we just described, to make Hashem proud by wanting to be connected, He ritzuya. Then you're good enough. However, then you're worthy. Then you're worthy. You may just be one letter or a piece of a letter in the Torah. But guess what? Torah Hashem Tamima. As the Sema says in Parsha Naso, that means that every bit of Torah is connected to the entirety of the Torah. Torah Hashem Tamima. The whole Torah is, is complete. How is this complete? I'm, I'm one little letter. Through that letter, I can come to Kol Torah Kula. That's a key to unlock the entirety of the Torah. So whether you're the Beis of Bereshis Beresh, or the Lamed of Le'Enei Kol Yisrael, it doesn't matter. Your letter has within it the power of Kol Torah Kula. Okay, so good. So I have to just be where I am. Says the Medrash. Look at these words. Kamuvab the Medrash on the pasuk, v'koveitz al yad yarbeh. Pasuk in Mishlei. V'koveitz al yad. When I collect, so to speak, what my hand can 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 grasp, yarbeh. Eventually it'll become abundant. Right. I'm translating it essentially the way the Medrash is going to say. Sh'ashota Omer mi Yuchal lil a fool says, why bother trying? I'll never finish everything. Nizikin lamid prakim. You think I'm going to learn all the bavas? What was sometimes called meseches nizikin, bava kama, bava, bava bas, right? The three gates, right? Bavakama, the first gate, the middle gate, the end gate. You think I'm going to learn all that? What are you, nuts? The Chacham doesn't look at it that way. That's how a fool looks at it. The Chacham says, el mod ayom, shnei prakim, i will do two parakim of Mishnayas a day. Or for someone it's two psukim a day. For someone it's two Mishnayas a day. For someone it's two words of Tehillim a day. Each person, Lafima adrig I'll start. And guess what? Two plus two is four. Is eight. Is sixteen. All of a sudden it starts to add up. G'am isa HaMajjus. The Majjus further says, V'asu aron On the Pasuk V'asu aron. What do Chazal say on our very Pasuk? HaDuhu Dichsiv. Quotes a Pasuk in Ehov. Shadai lo sagi koach. Shadai lo sagi koach. We have not found, lo we have not found by shakai, by Hashem, sagi koach. We have not found the Almighty to have enough power. What does that mean? What exactly does that mean? That sounds like a slanderous possible. It is, it's Eov being frustrated. Alakach Amr alihu. When Eov is debating with his friends, does Hashem love me? Does Hashem hate me? Can Hashem help me? Can Hashem not help me? Right. We have not found the Almighty to be great in power. When There's moments where it looks like Hashem is, is not strong enough. What does that mean? It says the Medrash, What it really means is that what? Hashem doesn't use His Gevura, His Midas din against people. Elihu is really saying to you, if I know you think you've got a bad lot in life. Have you know the story of Eov? He's super matzliach until he's super what? Not matzliach. He lost his everything. He lost his health. He lost his children. He lost his, his money. He lost his possessions. His whole world is falling apart. So Elihu says to Eov, listen, buddy. We don't find that Hashem has great power. What does it mean? We don't find that Hashem likes to flex. Hashem didn't create you to make you fail. That's what he's saying. Then why would you give me so much Torah? It's too hard. Every time I walk into the base measures, I just feel bad about myself. Say, you think that's why God gave you the base measures? To go there to feel embarrassed that you're not Rav That's the point of the base measures? That's not the point of the base Medrash. <speaking in Hebrew> Hashem is not a bully. Hashem is not a bully. <speaking in Hebrew> Hashem is not coming to be matriach He's not coming to have tainas against you. Hashem didn't set you up to fail. Hashem is pushing you to find your strength like we learned in the Ramban why does Hashem give a person Nisyonos it was also very cute last night my son said to me I was putting him to sleep he said Yaakov said he said why does, why does Hashem test people Hashem knows what you're going to do I said oh I said that's a famous Ramban that's the Ramban and I, I, this morning we were sitting eating breakfast he was eating his cereal so I said Yaakov go like this push against the air I said, you can't feel your strength. Now push the table. I said, you could feel, you feel your own muscles when you push. When there's opposition, you feel yourself. So Hashem's not blocking you to be difficult. Hashem's helping you to what? To get stronger. <doable> Hashem tests a person, challenges a person, expects from a person according to his kalaf, according to his ability. Maybe that's why Hashem put a mountain overhead. We're all jolly, we're showing up. Hashem's like, I want, I want, I want to put a little pressure on you. Why? To crush us? No. To help us to feel our strength. To recognize our own power. When it's important, you can lift the car off the person, you know? You can't normally lift a car, but if someone's, God forbid, trapped under the car, all of a sudden Grandma comes and she picks up the car. Where did she get the strength? It was important. She needed it. When Hashem gave the Torah to the Jewish people, If Hashem would have been strong-armed about it, Hashem would have been too forceful about it. It would have been a bully about it. We couldn't have handled it. At the end of the day, Hashem didn't drop a mountain on our head. At Har Sinai. When we said, Hashem, we can't handle so much. Let Moshe take over. Let Moshe command the Torah. So what did, what did Hashem say? Okay. No problem. I'm not a bully. Hashem I'm not trying to break you. I'm not trying to break you. Is all the Medrash. Hashem says, I, I approached you according to your kolach." Shenamar, kol Hashem bakalach. What does that mean? Says the Medrash. Bekocho lo namar. It doesn't say Hashem came at you bekocho with His strength. Hashem in accordance with your kolach. There's even an idea that by Kabbalah Satorah, the voice of Hashem, this is a very deep idea, based on Rav Tzadok, the voice of Hashem that we heard at Harsinah was our own voice. Everyone heard Hashem in their own voice. That's not you guys are on the spell from that. No one's smiling, no one's even like, no one's jumping out of their seat. It's not what I just told you. That at our Sina, we heard Hashem in our own voice. That like, from within oneself, you heard Hashem. The way Rabbi David Aaron says it, Hashem wasn't speaking to you, Hashem was speaking through you. That's right. Classic Rabbi Aaron line. Hashem wasn't speaking to you at Har Sinai. He wasn't at you. Hashem was speaking through you. That's what it means. Kol Hashem Kalach. <laughs> Hashem came to you in your kalach, in accordance with, with your strength, in your voice. <laughs> so now, friends, we understand why is this medrash on the pasuk Asu aron? Was <laughs> that we have aron? Right? What is this conversation between Eov and his friend? That's the whole point. Va'asu <laughs> aron means everyone can be involved in the aron. Each person can be dedicated to Torah lefi koho, And the Shota, the fool, looks at the shas on the shelf and says, this is too hard, forget it. I'm not a Gemara guy. And the wise person says, can I understand this Mishnah? And if I didn't get it the first time, I'll get it the second time. If I didn't get it the second time, I'll learn it 400 times. Like Rabbi Akiva, you know, put the time into his Talmud. Whereas the Gemara calls him by a different name. Some say it was Rabbi Akiva. So let's just do a drop more. Is it Shaykh? It's late. Alright, let's, let's just read the words quickly, okay? We'll read the words quickly, and then you'll say what, and I'll say what with you, and we'll be done. Okay? So we'll let the Morav Hashemesh go through us, because I don't know if it can go to us, but let's just see the words very quickly, okay? Just so you see what he does. Again, it's, it's pretty deep. But, that, but that, that alone, again, I could die to wake up this morning to hear, or the Morav Hashemesh just read this Medrash to us. That Hashem doesn't want you to finish Shas. Hashem wants you to have a relationship with Him. And the, the way you do that is just get involved. Get involved. Everyone get involved. Each person, according to his level, get involved. And you grow. Two Mishnayas today, two Mishnayas tomorrow, and eventually you'll finish Shas Mishnayas. Make a commitment. Decide, set a goal for yourself. Ask yourself, where do I want to get involved? Okay, so let's just read the words very quickly. V'nei amarnu kodesh. It's found in the holy works. Hashem made the world with the Torah. through the 21 letters, through 231 gates, established the world. What that means is that each letter, so to speak, went through is somehow rooted in the name of Hashem. In the Shem Havaya. That means the name Yudke Vavke. Okay, now in my edition, I don't know if yours has any explanation, but I have a one-liner at the bottom here. A little explanation. What are these 231 gates? So in the footnote here, it says, B'tsefer Yitzira, it's explained, Sha'os Aleph Hitzitarfa Im Kol Achas Osios Chof Aleph The letter Aleph I mean, Bayes is just like a multiplication of Alephs, and Gimel is three Alephs, and Dalit is four Alephs. So, therefore, what? So, if Aleph is connected to all 21 letters, and in a sense, Bayes is also connected to all the letters that come after it, and Gimel is connected to all the letters that come after it, so in a sense, Aleph is connected to 21, and Bayes is connected to 20, and Gimel is connected to 19. And if you go all the way through like that, right? that each letter is connected to whatever number of letters comes after it, it's a total of 231. Right? Okay, so that's the Reish Lamed Aleph Sharm. In other words, Hashem somehow is through that system of you know, sending His energy down to the world, through these 231 gates, Hashem created the world. Okay, fine. Uveshem Havaya Klulim Kol Eser In the name of Yudkei Vavkei, you have all ten spheros. How is that so? Have a look. Look for a second. How do you have the, how do you have the ten skills in Yud Kevalkei? Okay? Chachma is Yud, Bina is Hei. These six chasag that's a natachod. Six letters. The letter. So, I'm sorry. What do they do? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, four, five, six. These six are connected. to Vav. and the final Hey of Hashem's name is Malthus. Chachma is Yud, Bina is Hei. The next six. Are K'neged, the letter vav of Hashem's name, and the the final hey is Keneged malchus. Okay, he, that's what he writes here. She yudin hey hey mochin. Yudin hey corresponds to the to the the, the the moach, the mind of God, chachman bina. Right, yudin hey vav are the shisha Kitsos, Vav are the six directions or the six Midos that we just described, and the hey tata the final hey is malchus. Okay, so therefore what? If I take all 22 letters and I believe that each one somehow is connected to the 10 spheros, so 22 times 10 is 220. Okay. Because every letter is connected to Hashem's name and every name of Hashem is really the 10 spheros. So really the 22 letters, each one contains within it the 10 spheros, so 22 times 10 is 220. What does he want with that number? We'll see so the point is that when I learn a letter of Torah I'm making contact with 10 spheros I'm making contact with Hashem I connect to the letters as I'm learning and I remind myself that the machlokas between Rebbe and Yishim Ben Gamliel about being mevatel get is really about what? what it's really about? It's about connecting to Hashem. <laughs> it's about being connected to Hashem. It's about getting into Hashem's mind and heart. And even though this level of mindfulness is very lofty, and most people, when we learn, we're not able to, to tap in such a deep way. Nonetheless, every one of us is connected. To a letter. Whether you realize it or not, every one of us is what? Is connecting to Hashem through the letters that we learn. And more than that, he adds, the Zohar says that what? That the name of Hashem is called an Ama. So let's talk about the dimensions of the Aaron for a second now. What the dimensions of the Aaron? Two and a half Amos? Yeah? Two and a half Amos by one and a half Amos by one and a half Amos. That's the dimension of the arm. Okay? Hashem's name is called an Amah. Hashem's name is the length of an Amah. Whatever that means. I don't know what that means. It means from your elbow to the top of your middle finger is an ama. Okay? So Hashem's name is an Amah. Hashem's name is made up of four letters. Good? So if you have two and a half Amos, how many letters of Hashem do you have? Two and a half amos is how much? You understand what I'm doing? Yeah. So every alma is Hashem's name. Hashem's name is four letters. So you have four plus four Nine. plus two, so you have ten. Okay, what about one and a half amos? Six. Six. Right, that's the width. And then one and a half amos, the height is six. So ten plus six plus six is? Twenty-two. Somehow we're back to the twenty-two letters. I have no idea what he's talking about. It says, "You should be in the What does it mean? It means that when you study Torah, you're somehow tapping into the twenty-two letters, which are somehow connected to what, to the name of Hashem. That's the purpose of the learning. She kulam the Torah i it's made out of sheetim. Sheetim, he says, is gematria, satan. Because Torah is the antidote to the satan. Ratzalom Rasha Torah, he eats a neg in a satan. Kamayim Chazal, Barasi Yeh Tzahara, Lo Torah Tavlin. I made Torah as the antidote. Virem Ezelano Akosov, Godel Yekar HaAvda Shal Eisek HaTorah. Eichtiyeh, what it's telling us, the Pesach is telling us, again, whatever bit of Torah you're making contact with, realize your letter is a ticket to a connection to Hashem. And therefore it says, Two and a half Amos. An Amo, he said, is Shem Hashem. That means that in two and a half Amos, there are Eser Osios, there are ten parts of Hashem. And then you have An Amo Vechetzi as it's with, that corresponds to what? To the six, to the six, the six Midos that we mentioned. a Gura sod. And then what? And then, Amavachesi comma so. Then you have another six. So then 10 plus 6 plus 6 is the 22 letters. And that's how you connect to Hashem. And then he says some other things. He says, Kruvim is 272. We already have 220 because 22 times the 10 spheros. So then we just need another 52 to get to Kruvim. And he explains how we get 52. And then he gets the 68, which is Chaim, which is Eke, Havaya Eke. So when we learn Torah, we're Zochit Nitzchim. Okay? L'chaim. A good reminder that, I, that even though sometimes we understand a little bit from this Sadik, he's, he's on a different planet than we're on. Just just a, a quick reminder of that. Okay? however we learned B'derach Avoda, B'derach Avodah. And I don't usually we usually skip over those types of pieces for that, for that very reason. But B'derach Avodah, we learned two incredibly important things today. Number one, if you want to have a relationship with Hashem, you have to be prepared to separate from the crowd. You have to be prepared to make financial sacrifices. You have to be prepared to not push it off and say, I'll do it later. No, nidava, I have to donate my, my time and my effort now. And not say that I'll get back to it. And then secondly, forgetting all of these Ramazim and all these deep ideas, but just very simply, the idea of the Aaron is again, why is it Va'asu? That everyone has to be involved in the asak of it. And that's Hashem's invitation to us through these midrashim. I'm not, coming, I'm not coming at you with unreasonable expectations. Call Hashem bakach. I spoke to you at our Sinai according to your Koch, not according to my Koch. And therefore, find your letter, whatever little piece of letter it might be, and realize that every letter is connected to Shem Havaya, is connected to Hashem, and every Hashem Havaya is connected to the Ten spheros, and realize what's happening, no matter how much Torah you know or how little Torah you know, understand what's happening when you make contact with Torah. But i You have enough kolach through your little letter to defeat the satan. You have you have what it takes to be matzliach in this world. You're not in this world to fail. Okay, so we should be zeacha to make Hashem very proud. All right, Yes, Shkoych.